When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey parents, Tim Wright here, along with Dr. Michael Gurian, and we're excited to be back with you for another episode of the Wonder of Parent Parenting, the Wonder of Parenting podcast, a brain science approach to parenting. And uh, as always, we've got another great topic from you. Uh, our listeners send in so many great questions. It's amazing to me, Michael, that we've been doing this for almost three years, and we're still getting these really excellent, unique questions. And uh, today is another one. Yeah, absolutely. That's true. Uh, I do want to give uh, a couple shout-outs before we get started. First of all, uh, this is personal for me. I want to give a shout-out to my son, Mike. Uh, Mike uh, was kind of the one who kicked us in the butts and said, you guys should do a podcast. And Mike has been the guy uploading our podcasts for the last two and a half some years. And uh, he is uh, overly busy with his own podcast. And so uh, he is giving up the reins. And my nephew, Danny, is going to be our engineer, so to speak. Uh, Mike did tell me, though, Michael, that from now on, any question we have about podcasts, it's a $500 consultation fee. <laughs> so I thought maybe, just maybe, mentioning him and his podcast on our huge podcast uh, would maybe uh, you know buy us a question or two. So for those of you who are fans of fantasy football, Mike and his buddies do the Fantasy Footballer podcast. It's the top-rated fantasy football podcast in the country and actually one of the top sports podcasts in, in the galaxy. So uh, thanks to Mike for getting us to do this and, and uh, for getting Danny ready. And then we've got a couple sponsors who make this possible for us. And uh, Michael, tell us about the Forge School. I know that you have been there, and uh, you're really big and high on this school. Yeah, it's residential treatment for boys and boys 14 to 17, and they have their own um, their own model, their Casa model for working with young people, and then they've added on the Gurian model, the Gurian boy friendly strategies, and all of you know my psychological and educational model um blended it together and they have uh you know this beautiful school um they also have 55 acres on a river great grounds great buildings great staff so if you know if anyone knows a 14 to 17 year old who's having troubles look uh, go to wonder of parenting podcast and you'll see the link to the forge school and uh, our good friend greg jantz just let us know that uh, he's backing us again and uh, he just loves what's happening on this podcast. It's in line with what they do up at the, uh, the clinic that he runs, the Center of Place of Hope. And that's in the Seattle area. And it's uh, a, a great place for those who are really going through some struggles with addictions or depression, anxiety. And even if that's not you, you might find Greg's uh, books very, very helpful. So go to wonderofparenting.com, wonderofparenting.com, and you will find there the links to The Forge and to the Center of Place of Hope. And you will also find resources that uh, we've created for you, most of them by Michael. And then there is a submission form where you can send a question. 
which is what our listener did for today. She sent us a great question, and it's uh, somewhat, as is always true, uh, a bit specific to her situation, which it should be, but there's a lot here uh, that I think all of us as parents will learn from. So I'm going to read the question, and then we'll see where it takes us. My husband is in the military in the U.K., so it's great to know that we have an international audience. Again, if my son is listening, uh, that's worth another question. <laughs> uh, up to now, I have stayed near my work, and my husband has moved every 18 months to two years. But we now have two beautiful boys who are seven months and three years old. I will be returning to work in five months at the same time that my husband has to move to a new job about four hours away from where we live at the moment. He has been home with us since the start of covid and we have been fortunate to live together as a family for the first time ever. So the question, to start a life of military moves to keep the family together, or for the kids to stay with me somewhere and for him to keep moving? So I am interested in understanding, number one, the impact of moving on children, number two, the impact of one parent being away from the home all week, and number three, whether it is more important to keep the family unit together or provide stability in the other factors surrounding a child's life. Thank you for your advice. I thoroughly enjoy the podcast and particularly enjoyed the one you did on dad returning from Afghanistan after deployment, and we enjoyed that one as well. Mm. Uh, thanks so much for that question. By the way, uh, for those of you who watch the news, this will probably be a month out. They had some huge, huge storms in uh, the United Kingdom, in Great Britain a few weeks ago, snow and floods. So we hope everybody's well over there. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Wow. Well, it is it is a really good question, and I'm I'm gonna kind of give what I think is the bottom line answer, but then go go into it. I I really think that that the family should stay together, and that they should move around. Um, I mean, if given these two choices, the one choice that I see is she and the kids stay in one place. He's gone all week comes home on weekends and then two years from now he moves somewhere else family stays here but now he probably will be gone much more right because he probably will have to move somewhere that's more than four hours away so then you know then this is a cycle of him being gone a lot family not being together um and so if there's nothing negative going on in this family unit you know i mean if the coupleship is strong if you know father's a good father, mother's a good mother, I mean, which it appears everything is great in this family unit, I, I would keep them together. And then they move, and they move every two years, and they get the, the kids get the advantages of living all over the world um, and of being in all sorts of different settings, all the diversity they get, all of the mentoring they'll get from all sorts of different cultures, um, uh, all of that. Uh, the disadvantages uh, are... Uh, I mean, I'm a kid who we moved every couple of years when I was um, a child, so I do totally understand the disadvantages. And one of the disadvantages is you just don't keep your friends very long. You make friends, and then you know you move, and uh, you got to make a whole new set of friends. And you, the kid never, never completely feels like he, she belongs in the new place. Um, the belonging ends up being I belong in the military because I'm a military family but you don't feel you absolutely belong in the new place because you're only there a year or two. Um, uh, and that is a disadvantage. Um, but, you know, since she put it to me starkly, right, she said, here are the two options. Either we we 
stay together as a family and move around or the mom and the kids stay in one place and the dad is gone a lot. Um, that's where I end up with it. And before I delve into some of her other key points, what do you think, Tim? Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I, I'm very curious because I know that you moved a lot. And uh, I think for you to be able to you know, articulate both the positives and the negatives from your own experience uh, certainly is going to be helpful to this discussion. Um, I, I do wonder uh, about the challenge for mom here who's going back to work, it sounds like, uh, and how difficult uh, that might be for her to have to move every couple of years. I don't know what work she does. Uh, maybe having to find another job. Do they need the income? You know, those are questions we yeah. don't know. Yeah. But how destabilizing, uh, you know, we're, she's concerned about her kids, which is fantastic. But I'm guessing mom also has some of her own uh, concerns about packing and unpacking, moving, finding a job, staying stable. Um, so let's, what I want to do is kind of start there. Let's start with that option, that they're going to move with dad all the time. And let's talk through how to make that work, and then we'll we'll talk through uh, if they decided not to move and how you make that work. Does that sound fair? Yeah. Um, yeah. So let's start with, uh, let's assume they're going to move with dad every couple years. Um, how do you make that work? Yeah, <clears throat> part of the drilling down was, and you hit on it, was, okay, what about her and her work? And if if her work is she can do it remotely or, you know, there's, there's a way in which it transfers, then... Um, then that makes this decision, I think, even easier. If it can't transfer, that does create a lot of complexity. And then that that has to do with, okay, how do they make this work? Because then it will end up with her changing jobs also every two years or, or with them making different decisions where she becomes a stay-at-home mom or a military wife. And, and that's a obviously going to be could be a huge transition for her so that part of the undercurrent i think of this question even though she doesn't ask it is yeah what about me right mm -hmm. she asked mm -hmm. it in terms of her children which is awesome but there is a what about me so um i'm gonna just hope that her work can transfer um if it if it can't transfer and they do make the decision to move every two years with with the military, then um, she is also in the position of having to constantly submit her resume. And and so she's going to need to pre-plan that, you know, like six months in advance, catch the resume up, uh, or three months in advance whenever they deploy him in a new place, and then start hitting that job market and you utilize the military resources. There are actually resources in the military for spouses to help them find employment in the new place and really utilize those resources. Um, and so I think it's going to be a pre starting to pre-plan six months out in terms of the moving and packing and all that. I vividly remember that. Yes, because of what our family did. And, um, we weren't military for people who don't know. We were not military, but my parents, <clears throat> my parents were academics, university professors, anthropologists, so on. And so they were always moving us and we were always moving for various postings, exchanges, um, overseas, uh, professorships and you know etc so that's why we moved so that also you know the the whole moving of the kids and all of that has to be well pre-planned and one of the best ways to make sure that works is just don't accumulate a lot <laughs> so <laughs> if you go into this mode as a family don't accumulate a lot because it all has to be packed it all has to be shipped that all costs money unless the military is going to take care of that. I, th those rules, I don't know, but it, it's all, you know, it's a financial outlay to move all this stuff and it's better to be more lean. Um, and then psychologically, um, it, the, 
just know that there will be stages for each of these kids as they go through this. Like at you know at these ages where they're they're seven months and three years, not not much is going to happen. It's all going to be an adventure, right? The seven month old won't know, and the the three year old might complain slightly because he'll miss a friend or something. But then you know once he gets to the new place, it's all an adventure. But when they hit adolescence, so when they start hitting you know ten, eleven, twelve. 10 to 14, 11 to 15, when they're in that age group where they're, these peer bonds start to become huge um, in the place they're living now, let's say, and then now they got to move to Germany or they got to move to wherever, the, then that's, you know, it could be some psychological counseling. It could be, you know, that they need to really pay attention to the kind of, the kind of hurt in these kids and their expression of that and let them express it and and help them get the skills of making new friends. And um, if 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 they're extroverted, these kids, you know, at 12, 13, they're gonna have an easier road. If they're really shy, they're gonna have more difficulty when they move to the new place making friends. And so the parents are gonna need to speak to that. And the dad is gonna need to help with this. This can't all fall on the mom. The dad is gonna need to mentor and talk about his journey, tell his story to these kids, you know, and everyone has to tell them their story of however they moved and how, when, it, that it did ultimately work out, which it does ultimately work out, you know, um, and those stories are going to be important. But for these young kids, I don't, I don't think there's going to be much disadvantage in it. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, forward, prohibited by law, 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I know for you, uh, by strategic parenting is very, very important, and it seems that the model of moving wherever dad goes uh, enables that by strategic parenting to happen much more easily than if uh, dad's only home on weekends. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of like you know, dad's only home on weekends. It's it's, um, and then on weekends, you know, who knows? He's very exhausted. He's trying to recharge. He's he's going to do his best, right? He loves these kids. He'll do his best, but he's not. The bond is not quite what the bond would be if mm-hmm. he was also always around or around as much as possible with his work. And so they can keep the bond. If they if they make the other choice, they can keep the bond now through all sorts of tech stuff, right? Obviously, that didn't exist when I was a kid. They they can uh, FaceTime with dad and all of that. But But yeah, it would be great for him to be around and for that bond to keep being really strong. And the payoff, the big payoff for that that father bond – uh, and it being, you know, equally strong as the mother bond, I think a lot of the big payoff happens in adolescence, starting in early mm-hmm. adolescence and moving through adolescence, because then, you know, then the bi-strategic is so, so important. I mean, the mom can get overwhelmed, of course, if she's, if she's ipso facto a single mom, because the dad's gone most of the time, and and um, it shouldn't all fall on her, you know, um, the moral training, the values training, the behavior training. I mean, all these things that adolescents need shouldn't all fall on her. So the, there's going to be a big payoff uh, later. Um, uh, of course, they can, you know, they luckily, these kids are so young, luckily, they can um, be experimental. They could 
they'll because they'll come to a decision. This podcast is meaningless to them, right? They have to come to their own decision, <laughs> yeah. right? And they come to their decision, and they I, I hope they will know that okay, we'll try this, we'll try it this way for two years. Like maybe they don't move for two years, and then two years from now they move together, right? I mean, they can they can experiment with this. Uh, she does sort of indicate when she said we were fortunate to be at home since the start of COVID and live together as a family for the first time. You, you just sense uh, in the, the sentence that it was a good time to be together as a full family and how difficult it could be uh, to, to not have that anymore. And um, so we, we talked a little bit about the impact of moving on children, and, and you mentioned how it's going to be when the kids are older that it will be a little bit more challenging, uh, constantly destabilized. Um, you know, I've, I've talked in my life, I'm sure you have too, to uh, military children, uh, some of whom absolutely loved living in different parts of the country or different parts of the world and others who really found it uh, a struggle mm-hmm. uh, to f- get roots. And then suddenly you're yanked out of that. You're yanked from your friends, uh, not a lot of stability. Um, what are some things that, that this family can do if they're moving every couple of years to, to give the kids stability in the midst of all the transitions? Well, those things I was talking about with pre-planning it and um, laying it out, and then as the kids get older, they'll they'll help lay out the plan, you know, for going to the new place. They'll already outreach. I mean, one really great strategy in, in the military is to already start outreaching to the new place mm. and connecting with the, um, the moms and the families who are in the new place who are attached to and by the way of course it's a new military now it could be the dads right the mom could be the one deployed that's right could be the dad so either way so you know reaching out to them the the uh the the co-parent of the military member and and those lists exist and mentoring exists in the military i don't know what branch this is necessarily i'm kind of guessing air force but but whatever it is those exist and so the kids and the parents can start reaching out and start setting things up ahead of time so they don't just drop in their cold they can find out what the school is like there mm-hmm. you know and they can start pre-planning okay and then over the summer let's say reading the books to make sure they've read the books that that school has assigned right and and they're caught up and and then they can start reaching out already to potential people who are in that division. In this case, he is in the military. So in his division or in his cohort um, where he, that he's moving into, then part of his job is make sure his spouse and kids get access to the others in that division or cohort and their spouses and kids. And they can start emailing back and forth. And so I think that that's the, the key thing. Is that and everything drapes under? Let's pre-plan this, make contact, and and start the process. In many ways, it sounds like what a lot of families would go through if they're moving to a new neighborhood or a new community. Uh, checking out the schools, uh, you know, if the kids are interested in sports, what are the sporting opportunities? If they're a faith family, where's the synagogue or the mosque or the the church? Uh, looking for all of those places uh, beyond the family that that tend to give people stability. Those those other family systems or support systems that you often talk about and how important they are. Yeah, yeah, that's a great point. I'm glad you brought those up because they're so so helpful. And there is an ad- I, I just think there's an advantage in the military if they exploit the advantage, which is that there are there are ways to see the future, you know, whereas when 
we moved when I was a kid, we were going to move to some new place and there wasn't an infrastructure in place. Mm -hmm. You know, the military is an infrastructure, but not for us. There really wasn't an infrastructure. There was one professor who hired my dad and we would write that professor, you know, and, and that is one person who's very busy. And so we didn't really get access, but the military can give access. And then, and then as you so wisely said, they can then give access to, okay, if you're Christian, here's a, uh, let's put you in touch with with the men's group or the women's group, you know, mm-hmm. at the church and et cetera, and all the things you listed, all of those can be uh, exploited ahead of time. So bottom line for you, uh, it, it makes the most sense for the stability of the children, which is what mom is asking here, uh, to stay together as a family unit. Uh, and we've talked about some of the ways that they can make that possible. Now, let's say that for whatever reason, they decide that they're going to have, mom's going to stay with the kids and dad's going to be four hours away. He's going to be home on weekends. You talked a little bit about technology and so on, but what are some things uh, that mom should be thinking about throughout the week as she's parenting and that mom and dad should be thinking about on the weekends when dad is back home? Yeah, I, I still think a division of labor, you know, is good. I mean, of course, now mom's going to have to be taking care of most stuff during the week and, and and what will happen is she'll be taking care of most stuff as a parent. I mean, even if he comes home on the weekend, the way that generally works is he's, he tries to get home. What he really has is 24 hours to, to 30 hours at home. And so so the parenting moves to mom. And, and that's just sort of what happens, right? And then the dad is more and more ancillary or mar- marginalized to the parenting. Uh, so what they are going to want to try to do, I believe, is they're going to keep a division of labor in the parenting as much as possible so that there are certain things that, that uh, uh, okay, honey, she says to him on, on a Wednesday when they're communicating, I need you to talk to son Joe or daughter um, uh, Devin, <laughs> I just had to make up a name, sorry, uh, and I need you to talk to them about blank because they did blank. Right, and so she's getting help from him even during the week, which can be done through technologies, so that he's part that some of the division of labor still falls on him, uh, so that she's not doing eighty to ninety percent of the parenting. I think that will be incredibly important, um, and uh, and of course, uh, trying trying to bond with him once a day would be a second strategy if possible. These kids are very young, so it probably won't be possible. But as they get older. Uh, you know, talking to him on the phone at least once a day for the kids for bonding. Um, you know, later as they use technologies, using their technologies to talk to him once a day. Now, if he's on a mission and he can't talk for 10 days or two weeks, then, but that would be the case even if they deploy together. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, assuming he, he is around, then talking to him, keeping that bond alive that way, he, he'll want to be part of the gift giving to them, you know, like she'll be buying the gifts for them, let's say, but he's part of that. The gifts are always from him. I mean, they'll want to, they'll want to be a, both of them united, you know, your dad and I, your dad and I are saying such and such to you, or your dad and I are giving you this gift so that he's part of the bond, right? So the less, less creation of separation there is between mom and dad and then kids and dad, the better. Uh, and, and you probably answered this a little bit, but I'm I'm thinking about mom now. She's she uh, potentially if if dad moves four hours away, mom's going to be working. We don't know if it's part time or full time, uh, so she'll be working. She'll be on her own with the kids. 
I'm guessing there'll be pre, uh, some kind of uh, child care or uh, a parent or a friend watching the kids, but some sort of child care for a while. Um, and, and her, you know, her, her support, her husband is gone four hours away. Uh, what are some things mom can do to keep herself sane? If the decision is to stay, uh, her husband's gone and only comes back on the weekends, she's working and raising the kids while dad's gone. How does she stay sane? Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're bringing up such an important thing in situations like this. Um, uh, part of the quote unquote insanity, and it's not insanity, but in the metaphor of staying sane, yep. is that the dad, you know, what often, hap- often happens for the dad is he, he becomes sort of distant and resentful. Um, you know, resentful is the emotion I'm going to get at. And for the mom, um, she can become resentful. And, and that's the, cl- that's a clue that like she needs to do self care. And, and same for him. He needs to get more connected and bonded with these kids. That resentment, I think, is a sort of emotional, psychological clue in us. So especially, she should definitely have me time. She should have time with her, her girlfriends, with her friends, with her work friends. You know, I mean, she should have rituals in place. She needs to work out every day if she works out, if she does mindfulness or meditation or prayer or church service. You know, she's got to keep those rituals that feed her and feed her soul and um, um, as I hope he would be doing, if if either of them become resentful, then they are, then and let's go to her. She needs to use that as a clue that okay, now we could be moving into some negative territory. This now means that I'm not doing enough self care. I need to get back to doing self care. This means I'm going to start disliking my husband. You know, and it's through no fault of his. Uh, I need to work on that. You know, watch for the resentment. I guess would be my my. Uh, My big statement. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So I uh, hopefully for uh, families who are listening to this who may not be in this specific situation, uh, I know that there are a lot of our families listening who are in situations that are somewhat similar. Maybe uh, because of what work is available, uh, dad or mom has to live away for a while. Um, or they are military families and uh, one... Uh, Father, mom is gone for a while, and so a lot of this stuff applies even uh, for for mm-hmm. many of us. Mm-hmm. And and I think probably just big picture it applies to anybody who's in a, a relationship, uh, husband or wife, whatever it might be, and raising kids, it is this division of labor that you talk about, self care that's so important, uh, and having other communities around you. Uh, to be a support in terms of parenting, whether it's uh, family or it's faith community or sporting community, acting theater community, all of these things together are so important in uh, <clears throat> in giving our children stability, regardless of what the, the home life I- is in terms of mom and dad being there. Yeah. Yeah, we are not islands. I mean, we are, we, we, there may be a wonderful poem about islands, but we are not islands. And, and uh, we are, we must exist in support systems. And every family system needs to have a wraparound 
you know, we've talked about the three family system. Their nuclear family is their first family, but it got to have a wraparound of uh, of an, some kind of extended family, even if it's not blood kin, um, which the military actually can help provide. And a, a wraparound of a third family, you know, which can can be even more institutional, like church that provides mentors and you know all of this wraparound we have to have it and she has to have it and he has to have it and the kids have to have it it's the right way to raise kids the three family system is just the right way to raise kids and especially if there's a a stressor like moving every two years or or uh, staying in the same place but dad being gone most of the time Mm -hmm. both both are stressors and so yes everyone should rely even more on these extended families and these other support units. And uh, coming out of COVID, even though we're not out of it, we are now starting to move out of COVID. I think many of us are going to have to find ways to reconnect with some of these other um, support systems because we've sort of been huddled in our homes and and um, doing the best we can. Um, but I think there are a lot of us who will be really glad to get out and get back into some of our systems like sports, church, um, theater clubs, chess club, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. And, and um, so the sooner the better for all of us, I think. Sooner the better, yep. yep. And even as they do this, always remember as these kids get older, that that one of the clues for, for, our, for parents in situations like this, one of the clues for how to find the support system for the kids is to figure out what the kids are into, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about them, islands of competence. What are these kids good at? Well, immediately put them into those groupings. And you mentioned a bunch of them, sports, chess club, theater, debate, whatever they are. If this family ends up moving, put the kids in those because that's immediate extended family. Yep. Yep. Excellent. Well, Michael, as always, thank you uh, to um, the mom who sent in the question. Thank you so much for listening and for your question. Thank you all for listening. And uh, Michael, as always, it's been really insightful and helpful. Oh, thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with you next time for another episode of the Wonder of Parenting podcast. Our family has grown. Welcome to the world, Hannah baby. Introducing a new collection, Hannah Soft, made with Tencel. It's so breathable, with stretchy comfort for all of baby's first moments. And it's cool and gentle on their skin all year round. Entrusted Hannah quality for your most precious gift. Hannah Soft, made to last. Shop now at hannahanderson.com.